0: God has been revealing to me over and over again these words, as is, as were the days of Noah. That keeps coming back to my spirit. So I began to look at the the book of Genesis again. I began to study again the the flood. I began to look at what was going on in the flood. And I want you to think about something. I'm going to explain something to you in a minute. But one of the keys to what happened at the flood was Although there was a lot of craziness going on, which I'm going to mention in a second, there was something very important that if you don't, how many of you don't pay attention, you miss things? One of the keys to the times of Noah was that there, before the flood came, there was a normality to life. You say, what do you mean normality? That means that in the midst of all the corruption and all the violence and all the, the other word was wickedness, okay, that we see today, in the midst of all of that, the world still, let me, let me throw this out to you. Let me, let me explain what I'm trying to say. How many know after the flood happened, life wasn't normal anymore? Y'all with me? I'm not talking about after they came out the ark and started again. I'm talking about after the flood happened and everybody was dead. How many know that's not normal life? Okay, as the flood was coming down for 40 days and 40 nights and the earth was being cleansed, that's not normal life. Y'all following me? And so before the flood happened, there was corruption and wickedness and violence. But before the flood started, there was something called normality of life. What does that mean? Jesus said these key words. He said, As in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. You know what that means? Eating and drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage? It means life was normal in general. They were building, they were planting, they were living. They were marrying, they were eating, they were drinking. It was normal. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the flood came. And only those who were prepared, only those who were listen in the boat were saved. Y'all see that this morning? Can I go on? Do you see that, that there was a normality in life? and and first Thessalonians 5 3 actually says this while they were saying peace and safety then destruction will come upon them like a labor pains upon a woman with a child and they will not escape that's talking about the end days now you're saying pastor are you here to scare me this morning no I'm just here to preach the Bible to you I'm just here to tell you that this thing right here can save your life I'm not here to scare you amen I, I'm here to tell you that, listen, as sure as the sun will rise tomorrow, perilous times are coming. I, I've been saying that for a year. I've really been saying it for the last few months. And if you pay attention at all to the news, just, on, just this week, the stock market dropped 1,000 points. Just this week. Anybody see the news? Okay, I'm just trying to make sure we're living in the same world. Friday, it ended 530, 530 points in one day. In one day. Let me move on or I'm going to get stuck doing something else. Did a flood ever really happen? See, that's the thing. We, we sit here in church and we go, okay, let's get past this little fable here. Let's get past this little story from the Bible they used to tell me about when I was in Sunday school about this big old boat and some cute little animals. All the, all the little kids growing up, like my own family. My daughters had animals in their room from Noah's Ark. That was the theme. So we kind of grow up thinking, really, is that real? Oh, I thought I was talking to some real people here this morning. You don't ever think things? Does doubt ever enter your mind? Was there really a flood? Was there really a flood? You you answer that for yourself. Well, let me tell you what the world says. Let me tell you what scientists say. Archaeologists, archaeologists, say that word for me. Thank you. Archaeologists claim Evidence, listen, of Noah's biblical flood. Fox News did an article. Listen, this is imp- this is impressive. In 2012, let me ask you this: How many believe there was a Titanic? Why do you believe that? Because of the movie? Because of Leonardo DiCaprio? Huh? There's a question. Sequ- it's history, right? Well, guess what? In 2012, Robert Ballard. An underwater archaeologist I said it right that time who found the Titanic he found the Titanic he actually found the boat claims to have found biblical sorry evidence not biblical evidence of the biblical flood that Noah fled surfing the waters for 40 days and 40 nights this is a quote according to Genesis he says the black sea was once merely a freshwater lake until an enormous wall of water from the Mediterranean, 200, listen, get this in perspective, 200 times more powerful than Niagara Falls. Swept it and, swept it and everything else away, including, including Noah and his ark. Now, archaeologists archeolo- today are looking for the ark in Turkey, which is very close to the Black Sea. EarthAge.org says this, this is not a Christian site. There are 18 evidences of either massive flooding and erosion, extremely rapid layering of strata, or direct evidence of a worldwide flood. The flood happened. And as sure as the flood happened before, God's word is true, and something's coming again. Now again, I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm telling you that because we don't have to go through it. I want you to pay attention to that. There's three things. How many are still with me? There's three things that were evident in the day of Noah. Number one was corruption. Number two was wickedness. And number three was violence. If you go back and read Genesis 6, you read those three key things. And I don't think it's even a coincidence at all that those three things in our lifetime today are are tearing our society apart. Now, I'm not going to tell you what... I'm not going to give you examples of corruption, but I'm going to give you the definition of corruption. Corruption is dishonest or fraudulent conduct by those in power. Typically involving bribery. Now, that's not just here in the United States. That's across the globe. I don't even have to give you examples of corruption. We're in a corrupt world. Okay? from from government to businesses to to lie, it's corrupt and it was in the days of Noah the second one is wickedness the definition of wickedness is evil or immoral well how many know you can't be immoral unless you know what morals are and the definition of moral have, having morals is concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior so let me tell you some of the wickedness that we're seeing today in, in, the, in, in our age. Number one is the assault on the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. There's morals. There's something that's biblical, and, and you can clap and shout or be excited or not. That's still God's plan, and he even said it in the book of Genesis. Even the animals were male and female. Amen. Number two, abortion. Abortion. Every year, let me give you a statistic that will blow you away. Every year in the world, not just the United States, in the world, there are an estimated 40 to 50 million abortions. 40 to 50 million abortions every year. And we talk about the Holocaust with the Jews. We talk about genocide in Africa. Let me tell you something. The greatest genocide and the greatest sin that's ever been committed in this world is what is going on right now with 40 to 50 million babies being aborted every year. That's wickedness, church. That's wickedness on its highest level. You know what that comes down to? 125,000 abortions a day. From that tonight, from at this time right now to tomorrow when you're at work, 125,000 babies will never be born. That could have been you. How many great presidents are we killing? How many preachers are we killing? How many people are we killing that it could change the world? Every single day, 125,000 babies are being aborted. That's wickedness. Another thing is this Planned Parenthood thing coming out on the news selling baby parts on the black market fbi says there's a child abuse epidemic in the united states right now how many been seeing some of the stuff come out with the child abuse how many just saw jared from subway who's supposed to be the the you know the the, he's a face of, of a great change they just caught him with child pornography I mean, we're seeing stuff of anti-pedophile police fight child porn epidemic, says the BBC News. I'm telling you the world that we're living in right now because sometimes we get so busy in our lives we don't realize what's going on around us. Matthew 18.6 says something very key to the day we're living in right now because I see something right now that I don't think we've ever seen before. You can trace almost everything back to the days of Noah. You know, homosexuality existed then too. Okay? Murder existed then too. Violence existed then too. Corruption existed then too. All these things, the nothing, none of those things are new under the sun. They're all stuff that happened, and that's why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Just like Noah and the flood were saved through the flood. The flood destroyed because God hates wickedness. Amen? And if you don't like the word hate, it's in the Bible, so it's okay to say it in church. Okay? He hates it. And let me tell you something that I believe is happening today that I don't believe happened back then. Two things. One is we're legalizing sin. And two, the children. I don't believe there's ever been an onslaught on children like there is today. Matthew eighteen six gave a warning. How many know when Jesus says something, he means it? How many remember when Jesus had the, the sorry, the disciples were bringing uh, kids to, or sorry, kids were coming to Jesus and he was about to embrace them and his disciples said, hey, 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 get back. And Jesus said, let the children come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And he made a statement at that point. He said, whoever causes one of these little ones, that's a, co- that's a child, who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and be dropped into the depths of the sea. God does not play with messing with children. It's wickedness, church. Amen? Violence. Violence. I said corruption, wickedness, and violence. Today, let me give you a stat. The United States not only leads uh, the world in science te- and technology, but sadly also in violence, crime, and delinquency. In the year 1980, 23,000 people were murdered, 82,000 women were raped, and more than 500,000 were robbed, and 650,000 assaulted. We say, why are you talking about 1980. Because violent crimes have quadrupled in America in the last 30 years. To bring home the intensity of violent crime in America today, U.S. News and World Report gives the following clock ticks statistics. A murder occurs every 23 seconds. A forcible rape occurs every six minutes a robbery occurs every 58 seconds an aggravated assault occurs every 48 seconds a motor vehicle is stolen every 28 seconds a burglary occurs almost every eight seconds and back in 1980 the population of prison was 200,000 people today it's almost 2 million The Bible said that in the last days, wickedness would what? Increase. I'm trying to tell you this morning that the world knows something's up. Some of you have gotten to a place where I was not too long ago that you didn't really want to watch the news. Because all it does is depress you. But i would challenge you to get back on again just for a little while and do some googling and do some fox news some bbc some whatever news you want to choose don't matter just get on the news and look at some of the stuff that's going on around the world and the world itself and when i say the world i mean a non-believing in god world a world that's that's shunned and turned us back on god the world s- says something's going on on the earth even the movies by hollywood are stating these things Hidden signs are coming out of us at rapid rates. There's a a thing I read that really blew me away. It was called uh, the the, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. Okay, if you wonder who those are, they are the ones who, uh, where where my notes go? They are the ones who uh, created the atomic bomb. Okay, the atomic bomb scientists. They have a bulletin. Basically, they're putting out information. And they say, this is just the world, the people who created the t- atomic bomb say that there's a doomsday clock. Okay, not me, I didn't say that, this is what they say. They're not even Christians, they're just people. They said there's a doomsday clock. And this group, founded by the creators of the atomic bomb, said they've moved their doomsday clock. They, said they have a picture, and again, you, and you can see any of this stuff on the internet, you can tell I'm not lying. They have a picture of where our world is at in what's considered doomsday. And it says that they used to have it at five minutes to midnight. And now the doomsday clock has moved up two minutes, and they say the world is now three minutes from a catastrophic midnight. Oh, I knew it was going to get quiet right here. Why am I saying this? Last year, on May 13th of 2014, the French foreign minister stood in our Washington, D.C., with John Kerry standing by his side. And he made a statement of this. We have 500 days to avoid climate chaos. We have 500 days to avoid climate chaos. What was he saying? I don't know exactly what he was saying, but John Kerry stood right next to him and smiled. This world knows something's going on, this world knows something's happening. And what I'm trying to tell you this morning that's happening is what Jesus said would happen. As in the days of Noah, so would the coming of the Son of Man be amen am i preaching doom and gloom no i'm telling you what the bible says but here's where our hope is how many want the hope this morning i led you through all that to get you this place if you haven't wanted to get in the boat yet now i want you to get in the boat with me amen because i'm in that boat the bible says jesus is our hope this morning amen and the bible says in colossians 1 he's the hope of glory christ in you is the hope of glory it says him we preach him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. You say, oh, you don't know me. I'm far from perfect. Join the club. There's not a perfect person in here, but in Jesus Christ and in faith in him and in faith in what he did on the cross and in faith that he shed his blood for you as God from heaven down in a human body, the Bible says that we are perfect in Christ. Now I close with this. Genesis 6, there was a key thing I told you to underline. I told you to underline. And let's look at it again real quick. If you've got, that's easy to get to. Genesis 6, 16. You shall make a window for the ark. You shall finish it to a cubit from above. Now watch this. And set the door. Say the door. Notice it does not say the doors. There's only one door to get in the ark. It says the door in the ark of the ark in its side. Now, I, I had to make you go look at that. Go back to the New Testament. To John chapter 10. Look at the person next to you and say, just hold on just a minute longer. I promise it won't be a preacher's minute. John chapter 10. What's the key? Genesis said, I make, go make a door. Make the door. John chapter 10. Verse 7. Says, Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you that I am one of the many doors of the sheep. Your Bible don't say that? He's not one of the many doors? How many doors are there? How many doors were in the ark? He says, I am, let me just read it again. I must have had my eyes crossed. I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. How many gods can say that? God's got a lot of boldness, don't he? Why? Because he's God. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Now, watch this. I am the door. I am the door. Sound familiar? Go make the door in the ark and get in it. So, when the flood waters begin to come down, all who are in the ark, in the ark, will be saved. This morning, Jesus is the door the way you get in the boat is through the door which is Jesus Christ he said I am the door watch this if anyone I love the gospel enters by me he will be saved how many love the word anyone That doesn't mean some predestined person to be saved. It doesn't mean uh, some race or some color or some size or some country. Anyone still means anyone. Anyone who puts their faith in the door will be saved. Musicians, you can come this morning. I'm telling you this morning, not as a prophet, because I'm not a prophet, I'm telling you from the word of God, troubled times are coming. I'd I'd, I'd rather tell you something else. But troubled times are coming on this earth. But guess what? You don't have to be afraid. Because Jesus said, I've overcome this world. And Jesus says, put your faith in me. I have overcome the world. And Jesus said these words in John 14, 6. I have come. Sorry, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. Why? Because he's the door. Why is he the door? Because he rose from the dead. Many gods have claimed to be God, but they're dead. There's only one. There's only one they've never found the bones of. Don't you think for 2,000 years with all the archaeological things they've done and all the people they've found, if he was on this earth, they'd have found Jesus. You know why they can't find him? Because he's not here. He's up there. The Bible says he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. And as he ascended into heaven after the, book, down the, after the uh, day of Pentecost, the angel said, why do you look up like this? He says, the same manner that you saw him go up he will come down again and he's gonna come for the church and he's gonna come for a church let me just listen to me who's the church is it Victory World Outreach is it First Baptist of Corinth is it the church down the street no it's not a church name your church name there will be no church names in heaven you won't go in and say hey I'm Victory World Outreach no nope, there's gonna be no church names in heaven the church is anyone who believes that Jesus Christ is the door and puts their faith in him and I'm telling you you can believe me today or not one of the hardest things about being a, a pastor and a preacher is wishing you could make everybody believe don't you think Noah felt that way what do you think Noah felt when he was standing inside that, that boat and the door shut and he couldn't even look outside because there was no windows remember what it said in the the window was up top he had to stay down low he might have gone out later but even if he looked out can you imagine listening to the chaos outside that boat thinking they should be in the boat don't you think Noah had friends says his wife and his sons and their wives were saved he might have lost a lot of friends because sometimes the closer you get to Jesus the less friends you get he might have lost some good friends how many of you have seen that happen in your life? You start getting close to Jesus, Jesus starts saying, hey, you can't hang out with them people no more. Not because you're better than them, not because you're judging them, but because you're different now. You're not the person that you used to be. And they're not going to want to hang out with you anyways. Because when you want to sin, you don't want to hang out with somebody who don't want to sin. When you change your life, you want to be with Jesus. Jesus wants to be with you. And you just can't do those things you used to do anymore because you think, I don't want to walk on the blood of Jesus. I don't want to say those things I used to say, go those places I used to go, do those things I used to do. Oh, don't get legalistic on me. Let me tell you something. Jesus wants a relationship with you this morning. And he says very clearly, I'm the door. And listen, as sure as the sun will rise tomorrow, craziness is on the horizon. But we can put our faith in Jesus and we can get in the boat. If you if you bow your heads and close your eyes, I want to give every person in this place this morning.